Cider sources may not be suitable for some listeners. The show contains strong language, mature content, and graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. story with that is uh, don't punch women in the face I think we can all agree on that do we agree on that <laughs> how the fuck did I know you were going to go there I feel like you just assumed I, I that saw, I would agree I saw the look on your face like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know no. sometimes a bitch might deserve it I mean I've seen some situations, but yes, no, in general, we should not be punching really anybody in the face, but yeah. <laughs> it's okay to punch men in the face because patriarchy. Uh, <laughs> only when they deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun one, everybody. <laughs> I did see your uh, Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro video that you sent me. I'm pretty sure... My boyfriend was listening to that earlier because I immediately heard that obnoxious nasally voice. I was like, are you listening to Shapiro right now? He's like, yeah, he's on Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh, that makes it so much better. I mean, we'll, we'll get I, I can't stand it. Later. I can't stand him, Shelby. The guy's intelligent. It's fine. No one said he isn't. Jesus. I'm dying over here. <clears throat> All right, let's get this started. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Cite Your Sources. This is a show for those who enjoy mostly coherent conversations, discussing the details behind true crime, strange happenings, the paranormal, conspiracy theories, and all of the weird, offbeat topics that haunt your mind when you're alone. Um, except this time. Uh, this week, we're just going to be talking about ourselves, because we're self-absorbed and self-centered, Millennials. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're also taking a little break to catch up on researching and producing outlines for upcoming episodes. Um, the show is, in my opinion, getting much better with, with the past few episodes. We're going to forget about the Kuklinski incident, because that's just... <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I feel like... Uh, I feel like the first Kuklinski episode was okay, but then we were so it, we we the went rest up, of them. up 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 up, and then at the end of the second episode, like researching for the third one and reading that fucking book, it's just like straight downhill, ninety degree angle. Fuck this guy. Yeah, never I just, again. I I lost all energy. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so we just released our first conspiracy episode last week um and i'm working on putting together some urban legend episodes and a handful of other conspiracy episodes so it's gonna be a good time uh have you ever considered that you're just wrong and they aren't real um yes but i'm not so how about that this is a catch me outside shelby how about 
One of these days, in one of these episodes, I'm gonna convince you that a conspiracy is real. I mean, I can just go to the book Behold a Pale Horse, so. But yeah, so let's, uh, let's let everybody know what we're doing in this week's episode with our self-absorbed personalities. Yeah, so we're going to delve into our lives a little bit. We've prepared a few questions for each other, and what we're going to do is one person will ask, the other will answer, then the person who asks will answer, and we'll switch off. So, I, th I think we got, what, like 15-ish questions yeah. so far? So, I, I think that should be more than enough for everybody to learn a, bit, learn a little bit about us. Um, but we'll play it by ear. Obviously, I got the... the uh, recording software going so we're already at like four minutes so killing it <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> and i i did write well i didn't write i copy pasted like a hundred extra like super easy questions like who's your superhero or some shit like that <laughs> i literally googled like interesting and deep questions to ask somebody and it returned some of the very not deep and interesting questions that I'll be asking yeah. you. Like I, I tried to do the same thing, but I just sat there for a minute and I was like, Hmm, what? Uh, da, 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 da. Ooh, that's a good question. Let's ask that one. Yeah. And then I, I think I got like four questions in and my brain was like, we're done. No more <laughs> questions. <laughs> you're, you're trying too hard right now. All right. I'll <laughs> ask first one. Um, okay. We're going to build off each other, too, because we're really good at doing that. Yeah. What is something that you thought was cool when you were younger, but oh, now God. you look back and you realize that it was actually super dorky? All right. So, confident me, right off the bat, I'm going to say that there is not a single goddamn thing from my childhood that I would not do now without the utmost confidence and happiness. I would absolutely still build and play with legos in a fucking heartbeat i still really miss super mags which were like these little magnet connector toys i actually found a box on ebay but it's like 80 dollars, and i can't justify spending it <laughs> <laughs> um definitely check out super mag if if you haven't heard of those do not get magnetics they're garbage super mags where it's at yeah i've never but, heard um, of those it's, I'm just generally upset that they don't make magnet toys anymore because children are dumb and swallow them. Mm. So, um, but okay, I, I, I think I do have one. So this is absolutely something I still do on rare occasion to this day. When I was younger, I would... <clears throat> like imaginary play fight with bad guys like i had superpowers <laughs> so <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I wish you guys could see the faces she's making at me right now <laughs> but no like i i don't know I, I i would pretend to be like avatar from avatar the last airbender and I'd just be like, like shoot fire or shoot lightning or like do do like the earthbending shit i you know what you still do I'm stuff like that. I'm basically doing karate in my bedroom, so it's fine, because I'm getting exercise. And I definitely work up a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, 
I guess it's super dorky, but I mean, I like I said, I still do it on rare occasion. It's fun. I'm basically a grown human with a child's mind. Um, I should probably bring that up in therapy because there's probably a lot to discuss on that front. Yeah, yeah. Might be a little bit um, there. This is just reminding yeah, so, me of like the scene from Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah, like exactly that. <laughs> I, okay. Y'all want to really learn something about me? I did not get to have a childhood, so I'm making up for lost time at the age of 28. And a single tear was shed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, it makes me happy. It's dorky. I don't give a fuck. And, you know, again, adult body, child's mind, but like big adult brain smartness. So that's uh, that's all I got. And then, yeah. All right, your turn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, I can actually think of one other than this that I'll still share just because it's so bad. But for me, it would have to be martial arts. Like, when I was a kid, I thought that shit it's was... It's not even dorky. It is. It is. No, when I... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I thought that shit was the greatest thing in the world and that I was such a tough kid. Because I was a junior black belt. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm telling you, I would tell anybody when I was a little kid, I would tell anybody that I would beat them up. I wouldn't care that it was grown men. You still tell that to people now. But I mean, now I actually have resources available <laughs> to me. Like I could actually hit someone with my car. I could do all types of things. Back, back oh, okay. I was, I was about to say, like, you cannot call me for your personal vendetta. No. I mean, like, back then, I'm, like, a 90-pound, short, little, pre-developed child. I'm like, hey, I beat you up at a junior black belt. Like, okay, sure you are. Uh, I guarantee you could have whooped some ass back in the day. I mean, I did a couple times, but it's not the point. See, there you go. But so now, whenever I see people who are really into martial arts, like, mostly adults, I give kids a pass, I tend to think that they're probably really strange. I know that's, like, a bad bias on my part, but... (laughs) I, I'm just too old to be bowing and jumping and going, yes, sir. No, sir. You know, if I want to punish myself now, I'll just log into work on my off days. Like that, that's literally, <laughs> you, you don't want to, you don't want to stand in a hot studio. Like, huh, ha. yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I mean about it being dorky. Like if you would just, if they would just get rid of like the stupid, cause most of it's fake anyway, since martial arts schools in this country for the most part are, super commercialized, super Americanized. If they would just get rid of all of the, uh, you know, like the belt system crap and the fake, the fake respect and the fake this, and the, it, it's just so, ugh. And so, and I'm just saying this from experience. Like when I was a little kid and I would see these grown ass men, usually like super dorks who you knew, <laughs> who you knew. And I realize this now that I'm an adult and, but they were just weird to me as kids. Like you knew these guys were living with their mom still. And they're like going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being, ugh. it's just, <laughs> it just gives me the heebie jeebies. They're gross. Sorry. Sorry to anybody I mean, out there who's listening and, and invested in this hobby. Cause ew. <laughs> like I, I, I do find it a little funny cause my older brother is actually a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he still fights and he's like a master or instructor or whatever by now. Um, but I also haven't talked to him in like eight plus years, um, except for like 2015 when my grandma died. But that's besides the point. 
Um, you know, there there is actually a little bit of purpose behind the whole like, ha, ha. Yes, I know there like is, it, but it doesn't it, yeah, it, change the fact that the visuals are terrible. <laughs> like it, because I I did something very similar in boxing. You know, it's it's breathing exercises. So, thank you for yeah. mansplaining this to me. I, oh wait, I I'm manspreading it. too. Throwback oh, to no! what was that episode? Explaining <laughs> and spreading. <laughs> no, I am I am committing a litany of offenses. I think is what you said. <laughs> Yes, you and your social ills. <laughs> <laughs> so you did say you had one other one you wanted to share. Oh, you got it. You got to do it. You have to remember this crap. Remember all the body glitter that was like a huge phase when we were kids, mostly like junior <sighs> high, early high school. You know, honestly, they put I, that shit I, I in really everything. Don't. It was in like fucking no no like i'm 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 aware that it was in everything but i don't remember it because up until like junior year of high school i spent the majority of time out of school than in school because i was just i was a little sickly boy growing mm. up oh that's true well i don't think you missed out on too much to i really didn't everybody i went to school with her a bunch of dicks and cunts so. <laughs> <laughs> well let's just say body fucking glitter privileged bastards Body glitter was a huge thing. Girls were wearing it in their hair. It was in your makeup. I mean, it's kind of sort of making a comeback now, but in a much more subtle, hopefully less offensive uh, way. But my stupid ass thought it was awesome to buy like actual roll-on body glitter. And I put that shit on everything. It was on my <laughs> face. It was on my arms. I was trying to look like I was before my time because I was out there in the sun looking like Edward Cullen <laughs> long before he ever made an appearance in a book or on TV. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. It was really bad. So, yeah, those are please, my embarrassing... Please tell me there's a picture somewhere. Please. No, you're not going to... There were no pictures of that. <laughs> Thank God. Just, just... God! <laughs> Sparkles. All, all of my worst moments were before social media and smartphones well most of them <laughs> i'm gonna start calling you sparkles oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's what i have that's a it's a good one i like that um I, I dude i mean i'm I'm trying to think of a second one just for like equivalency but there there's really nothing i did in my childhood that i don't still do now so I don't know. Um, Were you one of the boys with like the really short hair, the way your hair is now, but then you had the flip up at the front? Absolutely fucking not. Okay. Well, see, that's about <laughs> that's about the worst thing you could have done as a little boy. So. <laughs> oh, so like all those squirrels I shot don't count? Oh, well, <laughs> I did not know about this. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So Shelby fills two of the three traits of the serial killer triad. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I guess it's time for my question. So who, in your opinion, throughout all of history, is the greatest person to have ever lived? Or like your, your favorite historical figure, Oof. something. Wow. Um... And remember... Be careful with your answer, because through the lens of 2020, everything is racist. 
you hold this show's future in your hands. I mean, I don't know enough about this particular person to know if they were super racist, <laughs> but I'll just go off of their contributions. Um, it's really hard for me to pick just one person, but uh, I was... It really is. There's so many awesome people throughout history. But uh, I was reading about a woman named Ada Lovelace the other day, and she was pretty awesome. Um, she was actually the only child that Lord Byron had with his wife he had many children but they were all uh extramarital bastard children stuff yeah so she was the only i hate this word in reference to children but just for sake of what i'm trying to say she was the only legitimate child that right. lord byron had with his wife and she is considered to be one of the first computer programmers which i had no idea about oh no shit mm -hmm. yep look at that yeah. take that patriarchy women are smart <laughs> what about you um hands down just off the top of my head 100 percent going with nikola tesla nice absolutely fascinated by the guy uh the, the like the invention of the tesla coil if i'm even remembering it correctly was meant is meant to harness the power of like the free space around it and if i'm remembering there, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Unacknowledged. And if I'm remembering the little bit they did on Tesla correctly, I think it's one cubic foot of like just free space has enough energy to evaporate all of the oceans. Just boom, done. Jesus. Yeah. And <clears throat> why are we not tapping into that? That's so much fucking power. Why would we want to do that? free electricity oh. no more comment no more like we do we if we could figure out how to put like a tesla coil in a car teslas would never need to be charged that's it, like i it makes sense to me though that it's not yet happened although i'm sure they know how to do it because then what's going to happen to the electric companies well i mean it, like yeah that's obviously you know money greed like fiat currency power is a big thing but like i'm <clears throat> when i get the money like i'm like fingers crossed that i'm able to do something with this show and the other shows that i'm doing i will work tirelessly toward a learning how to build a tesla coil b figuring it out how to like hook it up to capacitors and regulators and then c fucking buy a tesla and be like uh retroactively fit everything and be like boom i did it <laughs> and then and then i'll have my technology stolen by the homeland Chinese. security no 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 homeland security as a matter of national security um if you've ever heard there was that guy that built a an engine that ran on water and mm. it was confiscated by the government and then he mysteriously died like a year later yep so I'm going to get epstein <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, like, I just want to build a Tesla coil because they're cool as fuck. And then I definitely want to figure out how to, like, make it self-sustaining so I don't have to, like, plug it into an outlet. I can just, like, flip on the capacitor and then it gives it the little boost and then it's just like... <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> oh, and apparently Tesla built a fucking death ray. Oh, I heard about that. I don't know the yeah. details, but yeah, I have heard that. 
so if if you want to so a, a quick little detail about our greatest president ever and nikola tesla um when tesla died um the fbi and i think maybe the cia went into his hotel room and broke open the safe allegedly confiscated the so-called death ray and brought it to the head like researcher at mit Mm -hmm. take a guess who that head researcher was i have no idea donald trump's uncle oh i knew he had smart people in his family the genes just really watered down as time went on (laughs) but yeah so his uncle uh, allegedly had tesla's death ray in his possession that's pretty cool can you say shadow government everybody (laughs) (laughs) all right next question um what is something that most people learn only after it is too late um i would say this has to do with the fact that hindsight is without fail 2020 um something most people learn only after it's too late is that they were always able to do it whatever it may be they just like at the time didn't allow themselves to that's fair i uh for me i would say that you shouldn't allow people who aren't worth your time to live rent free in your brain fuck that they yeah. can live rent-free all they want, because I'm trying to figure out how to come at them from, like, 82 <laughs> different angles all at once. <laughs> I just think that people spend so much time worrying about other people who, at the end of the day, really don't mean shit. No, yeah, Period. like, I, I get it. And I, I honestly don't know if it's a product of my diagnosed mild PTSD, um... Or if it's just, like, genuine selfishness. But, like, I just, I don't really, I don't really care. Like, obviously, my friends, if they're going through stuff, I'm going to help them. I care about that shit. But, like, okay, so what's your name from fucking sales called you an asshole? Were you being an asshole? Like, if not, then whatever. Tell her to fuck off. Who cares? Yeah. This is just my uneducated musing on the topic. But I think men in general deal a bit better with stuff like that because I think men are already kind of used to I don't want to use the word ostracization because that's so like extreme but I think men are already kind of used to not being uh, readily accepted by everyone in the room you know for whatever reasons that is and so they're much better at dealing with dislike or you know confrontation where women on the whole I think really do expect to be accepted and you know part of a group and so when that doesn't happen i think it hits them quite a bit harder women care very much about that shit and i don't give a shit who wants to disagree with me because you take a look at your life and you'll probably know it's true (laughs) right right and i i can actually weigh weigh in a little bit on you know the opposite side of that as far as men go Mm -hmm. because like between therapy and group and a few men's groups that i've done we absolutely fucking care yeah a lot of times more than women we just don't express it or show it that's fair 
Like there's there's a lot of anxiety going on up in this noggin. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, just that's not why outwardly said, expressed. That's why I said it was my uneducated musing on the topic. But holy shit, I just realized hmm. there's something you actually don't know. Ooh. You grossly intelligent son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, everybody's got to have one, right? Yeah, yeah. And as as much as I'd love to be omniscient, I'd, sadly, it's never going to happen because the human mind only has so much capacity. True. And I'm I'm starting to lose my fucking mind. It's like, uh, the more I learn, the less human I become. And I know that sounds super cliche, but I'm, I'm telling you, there's a reason all those AI movies end with the computers trying to kill humanity. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. We're so terrible as a species, but we're like equally amazing. I'm we're, starting we're... to sound a little Mengele. -y. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Let's reel it back in a little bit. This is this is a fun one. Mm -hmm. There is no cohesiveness to this whatsoever. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, um. Oh, fuck. Actually, I forgot to mention, so we're, you know, we're three questions in. Um, this is, I guess, Charlie's one-year anniversary episode, because we've officially been working together for a year. Woo! So, yay. Proud of you. Never thought you I would abandon be on a podcast. Like, uh, <laughs> didn't abandon me like uh, a certain someone did. They who will not be named. <laughs> Except for last episode. If you'd like to know who I'm talking about, check out episode nine oh. <laughs> about chemtrails. Um, I, I think it's about 12 minutes and three seconds in. <laughs> All right. So congratulations. It's your one year. Um, since this is, you know, a show that will be covering many more conspiracies in the in the future. Are there any conspiracies that you believe in? And if you do, why do you believe in them? Oh, uh, I believe so little of this what... This is another throwback to last week's episode with, with that statement from Eddie Bravo. Yeah. On the Joe Rogan Alex Jones episode. I, I just believe so little of what I read and hear, whether it is from, you know, what are considered legitimate or illegitimate sources. Uh, I'm a little stumped on this one. I mean... You are the conspiracy analyst, after all, not me. <laughs> um, I guess if I had to pick something, I would probably choose 9-11 and how all of that went down. Uh, you know, I feel pretty strongly that there's so much about that event that we were not told the truth about. And, you know, there's a part of me that really doesn't believe that it happened the way we were told it did. I've got... Yeah, I think... I'm I'm like trying to rack my brain as as quickly as I can. I'm pretty sure that whatever committee was formed to like investigate it mm -hmm. released like a, a whole swath of documents that kind of contradicted the media narrative of exactly what went down. You mean Bush's I'm, narrative? I'm, huh? You mean Bush's narrative? Uh yeah, I mean who's the the government's narrative? Um I, I will definitely see if I can track that source down again. Um, we'll, we'll definitely do an episode on 9-11 because shit is bonkers. Yeah. Yes, that um, would be mine. 
right, so if I had to pick a conspiracy, I mean, like, I I really like the Hollow Earth theory, but I don't I don't really ascribe to it. It's it's just a fun one to like ponder. It's a mental exercise of sorts. So if I had to pick a singular conspiracy, I'm gonna go old school with the moon landing. Oh, I like, never believed in that when I was a kid. So the the logic behind the moon landing, you know, being a hoax, so to say, um, you know, I'd, I'm really hard pressed to think that NASA scientists didn't think ahead, like that, you know, these are literal rocket scientists, like the smartest of the smart of the Nazis, and for those of you who don't know, yes, Nazis founded and started NASA. Um, Operation Paperclip. We'll do an episode on that too. <laughs> so, the the whole thing behind the moon landing is that when Aldrin and Armstrong went up, and yeah, I, I firmly believe they landed on the moon. I do. Where the the hoax part comes in is, I think when they were filming, whatever camera they were using, I think got damaged by solar radiation, and the film was unusable. So they ended up like redoing it in a Hollywood studio. And that's where you get all the people saying like, oh my God, there's a wire. Or like, oh my God, that shadow doesn't match up. I mean, that video is so fake. I, I don't ha know how anybody who watches that with their two eyes can look at that and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's the moon. I, did <laughs> I mean, come on. And I, I'm with you. Like, I'm not saying we didn't go. I do believe we went. But yeah, that footage, I think, was, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it also begs the question, why haven't we gone back? What would really be the point, though? I mean, there's, I don't think that there's any resources there or anything that, what would be the point? <laughs> Nothing for Uncle, Stan, uh, uh, Uncle Sam to kick the door in and be like, I we mean, need to liberate you. I mean, pretty much. Because, I mean, um, I don't know if you heard about it, but last year there was, uh, um, I think in India, they tried to launch a rocket to the moon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't think it exploded, but I think it just, there was just, like, engine failure or something. Mm -hmm. They got, I want to say, like, just outside the atmosphere, maybe. Um, my buddy Johnny was, like, all over it. He's like, oh, my God, dude, like, the, the Indians couldn't do it. And I'm like, dude, fucking chill. That doesn't... Like, go go get fucked by your confirmation bias, my dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, and like, I think. Oh God, it was some African country that tried to go to the moon too. Not not in recent history. I think back around the time we were trying to do it, I think it was fuck. I want to say it was Nigeria so bad, but I'm not for sure. I'll have to send you that story because it is hysterical <laughs> yeah i'm down to hear it <clears throat> um but yeah like like i was saying you know nasa scientists again i'm hard pressed to think that they didn't think like oh this camera might get damaged because there's no atmosphere on the moon let's you know shield but if they shielded it and shielded it in something they, they'd have to like somehow block the lens while mm -hmm. also allowing the lens to i don't know yeah things armstrong are if you're is armstrong still alive or did he die i don't know that any of them are alive anymore fucking government keeping its goddamn secrets 
Yeah, I mean, I may be totally wrong. I don't really, f I don't follow stuff very I actually, well. I'm, Sorry, I, guys. I think Aldrin is or was the last one alive. He may have died in the last couple of years. I know one of them just died recently. Like, the, yeah, the last year or so. Might have just been last year, actually. I don't it know. was probably Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, maybe. Now, now I'm gonna look it up. So, Apollo 17, it was Eugene Cernan, Harrison Schmidt. Oh, wait. I'm looking at the wrong one. Whatever. I don't care. I'll go back to it later. Oh, as of Apollo 11 astronaut Buzz Aldrin turns 90, oldest of four remaining moonwalkers. And that was posted in January. Oh, okay. So who uh, died last year then? I have no idea. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I just wanted to know if Aldrin was still alive. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Um. But yeah. So all right, I'm gonna try to get Buzz Aldrin on the show. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Uh, um, next question. <laughs> yes. Which of your personality traits have been the most useful to you, and also? Which have been the least useful? Um, I mean, like adaptability and critical thinking are without a doubt my most developed traits. And I very heavily rely on both of them. Um, I mean, like being a contrarian has treated me pretty well over the years. Except for that time that you told me um, you're better than this. <laughs> Um, I like, I, I don't know, like obviously being a contrarian clearly, um, doesn't always sit well from, you know, an outside perspective, mm -hmm. but like, I, I don't know, I, I have a pretty good grip on maintaining childlike wonder. Like, I, I don't know if any of those would really be personality traits, maybe. Yeah, they are. What? What even is a fucking personality? I'm having like an existential breakdown now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just all you know those what? little things about you that make you you and how you move through the world and how you interact with it. Definitely my overall level of energy. You are very I'm, energetic. You're like a little mouse. Yep, I'm a fucking child in an adult body. <laughs> But don't ever call me a grown-ass man because I'm only 5'8". <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, like, I'm I'm energetic as fuck. And I have a way of, like, passing that on to people. It's like, especially if they're feeling a little bit down. Like, I'm really good at helping people. Um, especially ones that... Um, except for one. I, I think you, you're about to know who yes. I'm talking about. Yes. Um, who only focus on the negative parts of life. Yeah, those um, people I yeet straight into the dumpster. <laughs> I mean, this person is the dumpster, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. I, I know you're going to hear this. I love you, buddy. <laughs> um, but no, like, I'm, I'm like, with, with that level of energy and my, I have unlimited fucking spoons forever. Um. Like, I, I, I'm good at helping people see things from, you know, another perspective. I'm, I'm a big fan of silver lining. Um, but, I don't know, a bad trip. Ooh, you know what? I'm really good at spinning things, too. That's, uh, 
there there is that Facebook post where Justin commented something about president being a popularity contest. Yes. Like I, I was trying to think of a way to spin his comment about the, the illicit pictures. <laughs> um, all right. Least, least useful trait. Um, I would, you know what? I would say up until a few years ago when I like finally, I was able to make like a conscious decision slash effort to stop being that way. Definitely vindictiveness. Um, spiteful, just petty in a negative way, whole lot of wasted time and energy. Like it, I'm sure there were instances where it helped me out in the moment, but like, no, just, just bad vibes, bad vibes all around. Oh, I cannot deal with uncomfortable situations whatsoever. I don't know how to empathize. I'm a sociopath. Um... <laughs> uh... So you're basically like the living embodiment of that meme where the person is crying over the toilet and you've got like the broom from afar and you're petting them on the shoulder going here, here, <laughs> that one. Well, I, like, no, like, like if somebody's family, like if, if my best friend's family member died, like I literally look at my phone like, I, uh, mm, hmm, what do, I don't know what to say. Sorry, dot, dot, question mark. Like. <laughs> I think that's pretty hard for everybody. Like, it's, I don't know. People being in uncomfortable situations makes me uncomfortable. I, like, I, it's it's literally... I can feel bad for somebody, but I can't feel bad with somebody. That's fair. Well, if it's not happening to you either, it's kind of like... That's the thing, and it, it, it brings it back to the whole, like, mild PTSD or just genuine self-absorbedness. Like, it's not about me. And this is going to sound so terrible, but I don't care. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not where I was going with that. I was going to say like... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, okay. We, we're going to... We, <laughs> we got to add comedy as as uh, in, the, in the list of our, our little <laughs> intro. <laughs> wow. Don't worry. I'm I'm kidding. I obviously care about other people. And actually, hold on. That's a perfect segue because for Charlie working with me on the show for a year, I brought one of the gifts I got you. <laughs> Cuz I originally got 3 and then you tried to start that bullshit gifting war. So now you've got 11. Oh no. It is a solid mix between practical and useful and just knickknacks. I, dude, I guarantee you're going to love them. You're going to love every single thing I got you. It's fucking perfect. You're not getting yours I, till Christmas, just FYI. Whatever, I'm going to forget by then, so it'll still be a surprise. <laughs> Yay, childlike wonder. All right, so I got you a Morticia Adams. <gasps> oh my god, that's so cool. I Widow love Peak it. and all. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I cannot wait to see the look of just pure happiness and simultaneous defeat. <laughs> Nobody beats me in a gifting war. Ever. <laughs> I actually almost asked you to give me your boyfriend's number so I can tap him for information. <laughs> oh, God. To be like, hey, you don't know me. What does Charlie like? I need to know. 
But I actually I sat and meditated for a little bit because no, I I have a really good memory most of the time. But when it comes to knowing things about other people, I just I it's it's locked in there somewhere. I just gotta I just gotta get to it. I do know I'm, I'm gonna spoil this one. You're getting a little pack of Albanese gummy bears too. So <laughs> nice. Well, Big thank brain. you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Where the hell were we? Um, um, oh, uh, best and worst personality traits. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I would say best ones, uh, my ability to compartmentalize for sure. Uh, such a handy skill. It is. And, uh, I'm also pretty good at remaining calm in a bad situation especially when it's like something that's happening to other people. Like it has nothing to do with me. I am usually the one to like very quickly come up with a plan to handle it. Uh, while everybody else is like freaking out and screaming and crying. Right. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Yay, left brain them. being analytical. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as negative personality traits go, oof, definitely my ability to go someone like completely if I'm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is how widespread that horrible trait of mine is because it it has happened to most people who know me at some point in my life. But if I'm really done with a person, like, like I don't like this person, then like I remove all traces of them. And as far as I'm concerned, they're dead. Like I tell people all the time, my ex is dead. <laughs> like they don't exist. Jesus. Uh, I, I actually, I, I do remember you saying something along those lines many years ago. Yeah, yeah. I just... Like, they're, they're dead to me, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, also, like, really phenomenally great at disappearing completely. Number will be are you, changed. Like, Address are you talking will be about, changed. Like... Just oh, goodbye. gotcha. I thought I thought you meant like Irish goodbye, like boom, gone. Oh, I'm good I'm at that it. too. People get real pissed at me for that. Same. I am I am really good at being in like I I cannot tell you how many like get togethers I've left for like thirty minutes to an hour and then I come back and everybody's like, Oh, there he is. Like, did you leave? I'm like, Thanks, dickhead. Yeah, I was gone for a fucking hour. Nobody yeah. noticed I was missing. I could be dead right now. <laughs> I mean, people will notice I'm missing, but they don't realize it until it's too late. I love just the most uncomfortable parts of like social group interactions for me are two. One is when everybody first starts arriving because it's awkward. Hi, hello, oh, hug. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody's trying to like get in their groove of conversation and shit. And then the second worst part is when everybody says goodbye. It is oh, dude! The Midwest worst. goodbyes are the fucking are the best and the worst. It just let it just adds another thirty minutes to the fucking night. I'm like, I wanted to get right. out of here like a long time ago. Goodbye. Right, right. <laughs> like I, I personally like being one of the last people to arrive because I yes. can, you know, immediately jump into one circle of people mm -hmm. and say hello, and then I'll get bored with them, so I'll go walk around and be like, oh shit, you're here. What's up, dude? How's it going? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to ask. Please don't take this the wrong way. But, like, since you brought it up, it just crossed my mind. What made you follow me back on Instagram? Because I was, like, 
I saw like 18 notifications in a row and I was just like, who the fuck is this person? But I was driving to New York. So I just threw my phone down and then within like a minute of posting a picture, it's like, boom, liked, boom, like, I'm like, who the fuck? And then I was like scrolling through and I, I, I think it was like maybe one of your first posts that had like multiple pictures and I was swiping. I was like, oh, oh. Shit. This bitch. And, and then you blocked me again. Anyway. Um, yes. Also, so, I, I still feel really bad about that, that reference list thing. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm, I mean, it's really not the end of the world, to be honest. I just... I, I know, know you I like am. maintaining privacy, so... Trying uh, to be more conscientious of other people that aren't me. <laughs> no you're fine uh well honestly so like i had a bit of a crisis i'm not going to go into all the backstory because then that kind of does reveal who i am i can always tell you more in person just had a little bit of a crisis and i kind of felt like i just needed to distance myself from pretty much everybody outside of like a very small handful of people that i had been friends with since i was a child so i kind of right. just like I just made myself disappear, basically. And I was even off social media completely for almost three years. Like, I completely deleted my old profiles. I just was, like, done. Dude, honestly, one of the worst things I ever did that I was kind of coerced into doing was getting back on Facebook. I. It's so but, bad, like, I have so to. I have to. I have to run the pages, so. Yeah. No, I and now I it's my, my entire timeline is just fucking blasphemy and debauchery. It's, <laughs> I, need, I really need to fucking stop. I needed the break from social media because I had a bad tendency ever since I got on it when I was like 18, 19 to like always be on it and never leave it. And I would get very heavily involved in, you know, debates and what this person thinks and is this person mad at me and just like all this drama and bullshit and being off of it for a few years, like really helped me kind of rewire my brain and how I interact with right. it. So it was, it was a good experience. But yeah, and then uh, to go back to your point, after my years of real social distancing, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was kind of like, oh, I missed this person, I missed this person, and I just slowly started adding people back. But don't worry, I don't plan on having to disappear again unless I kill somebody. So if I disappear again in the future, <laughs> then you'll just know I'm out on the lamb and like hiding. It wasn't personal, <laughs> unless you were the person who got murdered, so. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit here. If there's anybody that even has a shred of chance at finding you, I'd like to think I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I mean, you you know my past. So. <laughs> yep. I it was it was a skill of necessi necessity that I needed back in the day. Yeah. Um. Wow, we got way off topic. I don't even remember what I was going to say. That's okay. We should probably get to the next question. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Yeah, next question, because this is, we're actually running a little bit long. All right. If you weren't doing the job that you do now, what do you think you'd be doing? Or, like, what's your dream job, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, well, to be honest, I don't really believe in dream jobs, because I feel like having to work for money period is like less than joyful 
or dreamlike. Yeah, I mean, but like, that's I, I'm not a big fan of the whole you know do what you love and you'll never work a day. Like I love doing podcasts and I hope to get paid one day. Yeah, it's still like I love doing it, but it's still a task. Like I'm right. still a little apprehensive about constantly keeping up with it. Yeah, I uh, I think for me. I'd probably just like to be some sort of weird, random explorer. I mean, it, it, I know it's not really a job, but if I could spend all of my time traveling to like weird locations and abandoned buildings and just have free range to document and do whatever I want, you know, without ever answering to a boss, that would probably be a pretty ideal life for me. So you'd, you'd be, have you ever seen the show Expedition Unknown? No. Definitely check it out. You, you'd, you basically just describe Josh Gates from that show. Okay. Like he just goes to random places and talks with locals and explores legends and temples and um, like historical sites. That would be amazing. I think he's, yeah, I think he's actually got a degree in archaeology, maybe. Okay. You can be an archaeologist of sorts. Yeah. Well, um, like uh, like what Anthony Bourdain did outside of like the chef part, because I have no interest in being in the restaurant business, but like just traveling around to all these different countries and meeting all the people and learning about their food and their cultures and stuff like that would just be so cool. That would be so fun to me. Fuck. Yeah. I, I kind of want to steal your dream job now. Cause <laughs> I like given, you know, the, the starting up as a podcast and now it's become very real and episodes are being published. Like, for the past year or so, I've really thought I could do well as an investigative journalist. Mm -hmm. Like, just research everything and, you know, expose the government, expose Hollywood, expose the sex rings and the human trafficking. And, dude, I'm pretty, like, there have been journalists that have gotten Pulitzers, aren't, haven't there? Oh, I'm sure. Like, fuck yeah, dude. I... I just want notoriety and recognition. That's it. That's my. I want to be validated by strangers on the internet. <laughs> well, then you better stay on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But no, like, and, and as an investigative journalist, like, you can make hella good money if you're producing like groundbreaking, hard-hitting fucking stories. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanna, I wanna expose expose the Clintons. I mean, I think they're pretty exposed by this point. Everybody knows they're evil. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking my surroundings to make sure there's not, like, some secret agent or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I got one more. Um, best, this, this one's kind of a throwaway question. Best and worst college experiences? Bold of you to assume I went to college. No, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Okay, honestly, one of my favorite moments in college is when I was the lead defense attorney in a big mock court case. At first, you I was... power-hungry motherfucker. Well, at first, I was pissed <laughs> because I did not want to be a defense attorney. I wanted to be on the prosecution side, but... Ew. I know. But... <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I understand the need and the importance for defense attorneys because prosecutors are also shit, but I also feel like the glory is not in the defense because the defense always seems to come off as like trying to get the bad guy off. But, Dude, defense attorneys are fucking monsters yeah. in like 
amazing and terrible ways. Yep. Like, they are some vicious motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely... You would do extremely well as a defense attorney. <laughs> and I did extremely well in this court case. And I know it's just, like, a stupid mock court case, but it was a big deal. It was part of our, like... That was our big project for our senior year class. And right. I murdered that entire fucking class like the teammates who are part of my group they didn't even want to help with any of the talking or going oh, up Jesus. against anybody no they didn't because once i everybody already knew me as like a big mouth and i just <laughs> bulldoze and they were all like oh the lead defense attorney but yeah i so like i murdered that entire class my own teammates didn't even want to help with the talking they already knew how i was and how it was going to go and they pretty much just let me handle almost the whole thing. Uh, they knew better. Honestly, they knew better. And I'm pretty right. sure we ended up getting an A. Um, oh, and I also got standing clapping when I was done with my final speech. Because Fuck yeah. the prosecution's just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. I like, think, I think they were like arguing for, um, there had been like a big gang riot in the in the prison that's what it was it was like about a prison it was a big gang riot and the prosecution was trying to do some shit like divide people up by race because they thought that was going to change things and normally you'd think well maybe that's a good idea just because of you know like the race-based gangs and all that shit and i argued against it which i thought we would fail miserably but right. no <laughs> no we did that i mean um, dude that's the thing if you know how to talk and you can mount an argument and critically think in the moment and you know string thoughts together you're gonna you crush it that's that's where i excel yeah I'm just talk 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 pretty so. much um worst experience uh, i had in college had nothing to do yes. with college itself just that time period i was living with the two most entitled spoiled bratty little daddy's girls and i just wanted oh, to God, strangle I... them most days of my life have you ever met my younger sister I, uh, you already know my level of disdain for her yes i have not met any of your siblings though i have just heard the stories yeah i just uh, i can like already feel my heart struggling right <laughs> with increased blood pressure <laughs> what about you um all right so like very similar thing for best experience um it was my last class at devry so we had to run a simulated company um and you know obviously i've managed and run companies before so i was able to take real world experience <clears throat> into the simulation um and i, I kind of did the same thing to my teammates so the other guy that i would consider you know my equal in terms of experience works a lot with like international uh like government contracts and shit mm -hmm. um so like he he had a similar level of knowledge but i still kind of outclassed him a little bit <laughs> and i did kind of end up bulldozing my entire team for that course i managed the entire company made you know all the adjustments all the changes changed our production our price points our promotions our sale everything um and then on top of that I wrote the final paper, which ended up being 19 pages, 100% on it. Fuck yeah. Nice. Um, and then, like, after I was done writing the paper, I was like, you know what? Now you guys can do some work. Do the PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as worst experience, um, so I decided not to do like a traditional four-year university i went to a community college first because it's much cheaper and you learn the same shit mm -hmm. um 
So in, I think it was a history class. Um, it was the last class of the semester. We had to turn in our final assignments. And I want to say like 15, 20 minutes into class, I fell asleep. Uh, and when I woke up, it was 40 minutes past when class ended. So I like I opened my eyes. Everybody's gone. Nobody bothered to wake me up. And there were at least three people sitting next to me. <laughs> and like I went into full panic mode. I immediately texted uh, the professor of the class, like asking, like, what am I supposed to do about the final assignment? I was supposed to turn it into you. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. Just email it to me. And I'm like, how did right, he not like, say anything to you? Right. That's what, like how, nobody fucking woke me up. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that was. I kind of wish I did have like a traditional university college experience, but like I'm not I've never been much of a drinker and I was still kind of sickly back then. So I mean, I'm content with where I've gone in life, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know. I, college really wasn't like that for me. It was OK. I don't regret like, it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I got the fancy piece of paper. Now I'm just trying to get a job, so. Yeah, there you go. Um, eight years old and then just started up some podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, how about this one? If you could hack into any one computer, whose computer would you hack? <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Do I have to pick? Fuck, this is so good. Um do I have to pick like a singular person or can I pick like an entity? Um, you can pick an entity if you want. Cause okay. This is where the investigative journalist part of, comes out. hundred percent without a shred of a doubt, hacking into the fucking bio research institutes in Wuhan, <laughs> exposing COVID-19 for what it truly fucking isn't. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It's all a hoax. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, like, all right, so if, if I had to pick, a, like, an actual person, I'm thinking Elon Musk, just because, like, some some of his emails that he sent out to, te- like, through Tesla employees, pretty big troll status. Like He is a troll. He is like, such I, a I troll. Would, and a clown. I would love to read. <laughs> I would love to read some of those, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, I, I want to see, like, the texts between him and Grimes. Because I'm sure <laughs> that is just some batshit stuff right there. Ugh. I mean, the the guy is his own type of genius. Like, I'm... I'm Do many of his projects I'm... actually, like, really come to fruition, though? I feel like he talks about all the stuff that he wants to do, but then outside of the cars... Well, yeah, Not like, so I, I definitely give him shit for that, but I, like, I relate to that really heavily because I do the same thing. Like, I, I ponder these thoughts, I do the mental exercises, and I try to see them through, like, before I actually start. Mm. And, it like, it just doesn't work out, so then I shift my attention elsewhere. Like, everybody else calls me ridiculous and dumb and stupid, and I just call it eclectic genius, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And yes, you are one of those offenders, motherfucker. <laughs> I think for me, I would choose, this is such easy bait, but there would be so much good stuff, I'm sure. I would hack Hillary Clinton's computer. Oh, dude, there's no need. WikiLeaks already did it for you. Yeah, but I feel <laughs> like 
Oh, really, you want the unredacted version? Yeah, and I want like the yeah. personal stuff, and uh, yeah, I want to see. I mean, where where do they have their compound? Is it a compound or is it like a just a plot of land with a big house? I never pay too much attention to them, to be honest. Just throwing this out there. Always down for a good B&E. I do know how to take a sliding glass door off the track. You don't even have to unlock it. Just I all I need is 30 seconds. That's oh my it. God. No, we will not be doing that. A background in commercial construction comes in real handy. <laughs> oh, shit. This one's fun, but it's so bad at the same time. Alright. So we talked about Dream Job. We've covered some other some other good areas. What is what are one or two things you wish or hope to accomplish or experience in your life? Getting super deep. Um Tell us your hopes and dreams, your deepest desires. I don't know. I don't really have any dreams anymore. Uh, I think something... That's that's depressing. (laughs) I don't. I'm kind of just like, I want to be able to pay my bills and live semi-comfortably without having to worry about shit. And yeah, that's it. That's fair. Yeah, that definitely adulthood mentality. I respect that. Um... One thing I would I just want to go buy super mags and Legos and <laughs> live in a house of Legos. <laughs> um, something I would really like to do though before I get senile and you know it's too late, I really do want to like explore where my ancestors came from, like really explore it. So you know I would love to go to those countries and get to see all the sites and you know get to know the people and maybe even find some of the people that i know who are related to me that are still living in those areas um and i like i want to figure out my family tree like as far back as i can possibly go you know i i think and this goes for a lot of people i know so little about my family after like my grandparents so i always wonder you know like are there any cool people that i'm related to uh i'd also love to know if there are any historically terrible people i am related to or maybe they were all boring uh... maybe they were all boring potato farmers (laughs) who knows but i would like to know for my own peace of mind (laughs) yeah and uh, like this isn't even like the conspiracy part of me coming out but please never ever do that 23 and me or any of those oh too late because they have oh fuck i was gonna say they 100% 100% have, like, in the terms of service that the feds have access to mm-hmm. that. I know. Because reasons, so. I know. I'm never do. I mean, the state already has my DNA, so I guess it's moot at this point. <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it, they can get anything they want from me, pretty much, you know, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. So if I can at least get some enjoyment out of their invasion of privacy in the meantime, such as figuring out my family tree, like I've been doing with Ancestry, then... I don't care. That's fair. If I ever get elected president, first thing I'm doing, Patriot Act, fucking gone. Done. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I did. Um, I found out, like, some pretty cool stuff. When I submitted my DNA test, I had people in Ireland with last names, you know, I'd never been told of before, contact me. And they're like, hey, I think we're, like, fourth cousins. Can you verify such and such? I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. This is kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. Honestly, I think all of my ancestors are just dead. My grandpas were dead long before I was even conceived. And 
All I got is my parents and my maternal grandma. That's it. But I mean, there may be other, there's gotta be people in other countries though, related to you that are still alive because like not everybody from, just say it's your great, great grandparents. Not everybody from your great, great grandparents family, their immediate family migrated over here. I'm sure. So there's people over there who went on to have their own families and are related to you, like those cousins I was just talking about. Right. All right. So I'm going to fly to the Czech Republic and check in and see if I can. That's where you're from? Um, So I'm I'm like a big mutt. I've got German, Irish, Polish, uh, Bohemian, which is now Czech, Mm -hmm. um, Italian, and a couple others mixed in there. Okay. I I come from everywhere. I'm part Nazi with the German thing. (laughs) Hitler confirmed. God. Yeah, I've got like a teeny, I always thought I was much more German than I actually am, but it's only like a teeny tiny bit. And then the majority of my people come from uh, Wales and uh, the Isle of Man, which that sounded kind of cool. And then teeny bit Portugal. Don't know where that came from. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to show you sometime what the chart looks like. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I'm game. Um, all right, so a couple of things I want to do. Like, mine are, uh, like, kind of materialistic, I guess. Like, I 100% want to go free gliding. Like, I've been skydiving. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, so I want to go. Like, just throw me out of a fucking plane. Like, just yeet me out of a plane or a helicopter with a squirrel suit and a parachute and just fuck it, just let me go. Like, woo! What's the difference between um, free gliding and air diving? Air diving, skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> so with skydiving, um, I mean, uh, like both of them, you can do tandem or I, I, I don't know if you can do free gliding tandem. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't so think you'd be like able sky, to. So skydiving, you're jumping from like, uh, like 12,000 plus feet. Okay. And just like barreling down. With free gliding, you're in like the squirrel suit. So you'll start at like the top of a mountain. And oh. you'll drop down and you'll fly down the slope of the mountain. Gotcha. Okay. It's like really fucking cool. I want to do like tricks and shit and then crash at like 130 miles an hour. So I take it you are not afraid of heights. Um, you know, I was and I am, but I I don't care. Adrenaline, like let's fucking go. <laughs> I I really am still testing that immortality theory that I have too. So, we'll see. <laughs> You already know. You, you like I you do. know, I know. A, a, a bit of my medical history. I should not be alive. Right no, now. no, you shouldn't. Um, I would say like another thing I do want to accomplish is like turning the show into something. Like, I've I've got this one. I've got politically askew. I've, I'm working on a third one that I want to release. I I definitely want to make a network. I want to make something of substance out of it. I don't necessarily want it to be my full time job, but I you know I want to be. More Some involved. type of you want to what you want it to be like more involved. Yeah, like I just I want it to be moderately successful. Like I want even if I don't make you know, buku bucks, you know, just having like thousands of listeners, I'd be like, yay, recognition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because like for you know, I don't know when I started doing hobbies. So for the past like twenty eight years. I've tried so like tried my hand at so many different things and I'm good at so many different things, but like nothing has stuck like this has. So yeah, 
lights a fire in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't um, been able to hear like a weird whirring sound in the background. I've been hearing that the entire time. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> I didn't even like pay attention to the fact it's that fine. I've had a fan going on in this room. It's okay. Everybody, so uh, surprise everybody. There's a fucking pandemic going on, so we're recording remotely. <laughs> um, oh, and, and I also want to, yeah, I want to see um, like ancient architectural sites like Machu Picchu and the pyramids of Giza. And there's like another, like the, these structures or pyramids that just like radiate energy and you can like physically feel, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta figure out where I heard about that and look up what it is. Cause yeah. I have friends sorry, who went to weird. Machu Picchu. The pictures were absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I almost got an internship down there. Wow. Yeah, I just, I don't speak Spanish, so that's why they didn't pick me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that might be a bit of a deterrent. All I know how to say is, uh, Te necesito, uh, te necesito una mas batea de agua, por favor. I need another bottle of water, please. Pinche baena. Yahweh, pinche pendejo, way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, do we want to do a speed round? Because we're at like an hour 10 or so right now. Yeah, just keep going. Who cares? All right, fuck it. Joe Rogan podcast. No. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pot? <laughs> All right. Another throwaway question. Most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. My whole life is like an unending series of embarrassments. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, oh, I was just talking about this with someone the other day. Uh, so, uh, big one that happened in relatively recent history. So, I went to a food truck festival in the middle of an exceptionally hot summer. In an really quick, was it by a boat in a certain town that's on a river? No, not okay. at all. It was actually in the desert. So, when I say hot summer, oh. it was horrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so Wait, did you go to Burning Man? No, ew. Okay. Just with a bunch of unwashed hippies peeing in bottles and shit. No thanks. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm at this food truck festival, which I was really excited about. And uh, I hadn't eaten anything that day because I've got a bad habit of like, you know, I'll go to buffets and shit like that, which also I know is a gross habit. Ew, don't. Ew. Um, you know, yeah, really quick. When did you start getting so unhealthy? Because from what I remember three years ago, like you and I like switched spots. You were giving me shit for having like a super limited diet and like whatever you cooked was delicious. But my like I just I, my stomach was all kinds of fucked up. So I just munched on pretzels. And now I eat like these gourmet fucking meals all the time. And you're talking about going to buffets. And I know. Drugs. I mean, well, OK, to be fair, since I was a child, I have loved junk food. Like same, loved, same. Love it. Love it um that's why i munch on like I, I swapped pretzel like chips for pretzels that's why i eat pretzels constantly because they're just slightly healthy yeah chips i don't know i just got super fucking lazy and it's like terrible and i think part of it is that i'm living in a construction zone right now and i just having my outer surroundings be a mess kind of like makes me a mess personally I, yeah I've, i feel you so i just have kind of like lost all my routines and just i'm just waiting once the house is put together i will be able to get back on track because i know how i am right. but anyway yeah so i go to this food truck festival i try to prepare myself and be like ready to eat there so i didn't eat like anything at all that day 
prior. Oh, that's such a terrible idea. It was. You got to prep yourself. It was terrible. <laughs> um, so there's a reason appetizers exist. Yeah, it, it was really bad, and I'm waiting in line for my food. The line was super long, and all of a sudden, I just got extremely nauseous and like blurry eyed. Like my vision literally went white, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out." So I tried to walk away to get to a restroom, which is actually in a building on the other side of the lot where this thing was being held. Cause I, tr I wanted to get in the air conditioning, but I tripped instead. <sighs> and I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. No, it, it was, I mean, like, it's funny, but it was terrible. And I fell on the concrete in front of this huge crowd, like right in the middle of everybody, like flat on my face. I could barely get up. No one, not a soul tried to help me. Man, woman, child, young, old. They're just like looking at me and walking by. They're just staring at yeah, me. Yeah, bystander effect, I think is what's up. Yeah, what that's, that's why I don't trust yeah. people in crowds. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, like when I go walking by myself at night, especially my female friends, they'll be like, that is so dangerous. Why would you do that? I'm like, I honestly feel better when I am alone than in a crowd. Because uh, yeah, people don't like, help I'd, you I'd... for shit. Well, like for me, it's not even the the fact of help. It's I I think I can handle myself better one on one than if I have to worry about people around me. Right. Yeah. So all these people are just staring at me. It was super embarrassing. And it, now looking back on it, I'm pretty sure they just thought I was some drunk bitch. <laughs> like, oh I'm pretty sure that's what they thought. Like, oh, she's been drinking and now she's just being a slob in public. And it's like, no, I, I'm literally dying. But thank you for your concern. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, that's probably what they were thinking. But yes, that was super embarrassing. And yeah. So actually, th this just uh, sparked something um, that I meant to ask um, with the personality thing. Um, again, like, don't take this the wrong way. And mm -hmm. it, it came back up again because you said you fell flat on your face. Do you consider yourself to be vain? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. That like that's it because I like I know you're the only person I know that like ironically enough religiously lol <laughs> like takes care of yourself as far as like your outward um, appearance. So when I say vain though, I don't mean that as in like I don't walk around thinking I'm hot shit or anything like right, that. Right. Right. No, you're you're just very well taken care of. Well, I'm just very conscious of how I look, and I refuse to be one of those women that hit 40. I think the main reason women dread turning 40 is because they've spent their entire teens, 20s, and 30s getting drunk every night, you know, because we've uh, apparently yeah, decided just, dude, that, well, we've decided that, you know, drinking two bottles of wine a night isn't alcoholism. It's a personality trait for women. Yeah, Please, please join me on an episode of Shell Bits, because that's just the show where I go completely off the rails <laughs> and just bitch about everything wrong with society from my perspective. I think the same thing about the craft beer drinkers, though. I think that like, they're I, fucking I, dude, alcoholics. I, just, I, I don't understand the drinking aesthetic. I don't understand the depression aesthetic. Like, go get some goddamn help. This is literally the generation that touts like mental health mm -hmm. awareness so goddamn hard yet everybody drinks every fucking night everybody gets blackout drunk every fucking weekend hardly anybody has real aspirations or goals and mm -hmm. then they turn around and sit and bitch like oh my god i'm 30 years old and i work you know a minimum wage job well, do you have any foresight yeah 
No. Like, the, thank you, Dad. That's one good thing that came out of my childhood from you is that you fucking, like, beat intelligence into me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, tirade over. <laughs> no, you're fine. But now I want to know what is your most embarrassing moment? All right. I'm pretty sure you've used this exact word to describe me in the past. So with my enigmatic life. Ah, uh, yeah. I, um, I really don't know. Uh, if, if I had to pick one thing, like, very recently within the past, like, two weeks of recording this, um, I came up to the studio to record. Um, I made a bit of an executive decision because I didn't get full clearance from the space owner. Um, I didn't know that somebody else was actually going to be here using the space. So they... Like, I, I went out to smoke, and when I came back in, the person I walked past on the sidewalk was in the office, and I, I just, I went full selfish mode, just in one ear, out the other, like, oh, there's somebody else here. 100% should have just rescheduled, um, <laughs> but I made the incredibly selfish decision to record anyway. Um, I was definitely going to bring it up to the space owner. Um, when I saw them in person just a couple days later, um, but they ended up texting me immediate shame, immediate fucking shame. And they called like, he called me out on it too. Cause I told him I was going to take a break for a weekend. And he's like, it's because of me, isn't it? And I was like, no, no, yes, no. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like it's, I just, I like, I, it, that's one of my character flaws is that I need to get better at I'm like, I have really good self-awareness and he acknowledges that and he admires that about me, but I definitely need to get better. I 100% should have just told my guests, like, we're going to try this again another day. Yeah. But I'm I, like, I'm, I'm selfish. That's where, that's all it boils down to. Fuck everybody else. That's not me. So there, uh, hashtag A very selfish American confirmed. of you. <laughs> Yeah, except my, oh my God, we need to try to like recapture lightning with that fucking argument you and I had earlier about Bobo T. Oh God. Uh, I was laughing so hard the entire time. <laughs> Boba T is delicious. And for anybody who's listening, I don't give a fuck if you think otherwise. No, 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 no. I am so fucking sorry that I'm not like every other goddamn American that shovels fucking pounds of sugar and fat and other just absolute garbage down their fucking gullet every day. Um, well, it is not an American food creation, number one. And it is I never a said huge, it was. Uh, I never fucking said listen it was. Listen to me. A, it is not an American food... <laughs> oh, okay. It is not an American food creation. I took my headphones B, off. B... I don't know if I said A or one, but we're just going to go with B. <laughs> B, that is a highly, highly, highly popular drink in the country that it originates from. I think Japan. I think. Don't quote me, but I think it's Japan. Possibly. So they're also shoving their faces full of sugar. And I mean, they that's fine. That they're extremely disciplined. They're an extremely disciplined people. Apparently not when it comes to sugar and boba tea. Yeah, but how many... In comparison of like obesity rates, Japan, tiny little hairline. America, I don't fucking. But I don't like, think I don't think our obesity stems solely from eating. No, I know. Much. Yeah, we're we're just we're we're a very lazy people. 
No, but it's no, but it's not just that. It's all the shit that's in our food too. Oh, like there, uh, yeah, there are yeah. things in our food that definitely go out of their way to make us fat. It is not just quantity. It is, I would say, for right. Americans, it is mostly quality. Absolutely avoid MSG too. That shit no, is so fucking stop, horrible. Stop. You will not. What? You will not. No. I am so sick. Why? Of, no, because I am so sick of people talking about MSG like it's some scary bad product. You know what? MSG I thought it was is? terrible for. I no. thought it like fucking wrecks your mind. What? No, do you know what MSG? I, I don't know, dude. Do you know what MSG does? Like what it's for? It's isn't it a preservative? No, I mean I don't think no. I don't think it's a preservative. It is nothing more than a flavor enhancer. It tricks your brain into thinking something tastes better than it actually is. Well, all right, I'm gonna say this. All I know is anytime I go to the, one of those like hibachi places or whatever, like Japan 77 or Domo 66, where they like cook the food on uh -huh, the yeah, thing, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, without fail. I get sick and throw up every time. Whenever, so I, I, the company I work for is owned by a Korean family. So they do like gatherings for all the Korean holidays. The food is delicious. Every time I fucking eat it, sick, without fail. I'm willing to bet that uh, there's some other ingredient that you may just have an intolerance to. It's it's probably just the exoticness of the food. Because... <laughs> But I don't like I don't know. They have done. Just... There's a hilarious study. Like they've done so many studies on this. There's a hilarious video about it on YouTube. Of they took all these people who have believed their entire lives that you know, oh MSG reacts really badly to me. It gives me headaches. And I always get sick. I have a stomach ache after I eat stuff with it. Yeah, no, I, I don't get none of that. Like I get I get a little flush when I eat Chinese food. But like that's that. I mean that's just because high fucking sodium. But. Yeah, I mean, so they took all these people and they did an experiment with them and, you know, told them, like, yeah, this food has MSG in it, but it really didn't. There was no MSG. And all the people were like, oh, my God, I'm so sick, blah, blah, blah. And then the people who actually had MSG but were told it didn't have MSG in it, they were all fucking fine. Yay, placebo effect. Yeah, and it's, good it's job just... for bringing it full circle to cite your sources. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> I can't stand when people bring that up. So you're wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I sit corrected. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to Alex Jones and prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Because we're taking yes, yes. too so long. Th this one's actually kind of on the topic of, <laughs> of things we believe in that actually aren't real. So this is, yeah, this is a silly question, but I think it also reveals a lot about people. Um, how did you find out or figure out for yourself that Santa wasn't real? Okay, I like very vividly remember this when I was like nine or ten years old. Um, I accidentally stumbled. So in in my parents' old house in insert town, um, before me and my dad renovated the entire interior, our family room had a bar. So one day I stumbled on a whole ass pile of presents behind the bar, <clears throat> um, but. Like, I, I really didn't think much of it, and I didn't connect the dots because, you know, I'm 9 or 10 and fucking dumb. Um, but a few days after Christmas, I overheard my mom talking on the phone about gifts that she said she bought <laughs> for me. Or, like, something along those lines. And I, like, I stood there like, motherfucker. And I, like, <laughs> I was like, wait a fucking minute. That was from Santa, you fucking liar. <laughs> 
And then just the, like, oh, shit look came over her face. Yep. So that's how I found out Santa's now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think for me, we can probably add this to list of embarrassing events in my life. So, oh, God, it, you I'm know, ready. I wasn't a dumb little kid. Naive, maybe, about some things, but not dumb. And I knew, I don't know the exact age, but I knew from the time I was very little that Santa just couldn't possibly be real. Like, logistically... Did not right, make right. any sense, um, but I very consciously made the decision to refuse to stop believing in him until I was about 12. Yeah, 12 fucking years old. <laughs> yep. Because I knew, like, I knew that the second I admitted to myself that he wasn't real, that the holidays would never be the same, and they would never feel as magical, and that some part of me was going to be more grown up and i was very consciously fighting that and yeah i i was right <laughs> oh that that's actually kind of depressing as fuck <laughs> yeah it is it is in so many ways <laughs> like that that reminds me of a christmas like a few years back um so with, without getting into too much detail if you remember a little bit of my formative years and growing up in the household that i did Christmas was one of the very few times where things were good. Yeah. Um, so growing up, um, I, I got Legos without fail, like every year for Christmas. I loved building them. I loved playing with them. And a few Christmases ago, um, so I was, I was like 24, 25, 26, something. Um, there were two gifts. So, like, I, at this point, I never ask for anything for Christmas anymore. Like, I don't want anything from people. I want to be able to get it myself. Well, too um, late, because you're getting stuff this year. What? <laughs> I can't wait to see what book you pick. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pick are... any of those on that list. <laughs> I feel like I can come up with better stuff. <laughs> that, okay, for sure. I'm excited. I'm going to forget, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like that, that particular Christmas, there were two gifts. So there was one little box and then one like really big box. So I opened the small one and it was like a, a $25 shell gift card and like a $50 visa gift card. So I was like, all right, cool. I can get gas and I'll use this to buy groceries and shit. Cause I'm responsible. Yay. Um, the big box, the motherfucking big box was like a four to five thousand piece lego death star nice and it immediately brought me back to like all of the good parts of my childhood and i instantly teared up yeah i was i was like so happy sad all at the same time no that's actually really sweet and i built that motherfucker in like six hours <laughs> like I have seen that one. I'm not like into Legos or anything like that, but uh, I have seen that one completed. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, like it's it's long gone at this point because a lot of my Lego sets got destroyed when I moved. But that's fine. I'll get I'll I'll start making good money and I'm gonna buy them all again. Mm. I'm gonna dedicate an entire room to Legos. <laughs> <laughs> have them like hanging from the ceiling and shit. <laughs> that dude, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I had like the big ass fucking Darth Vader Tie Fighter that stood like. 18 inches tall like shit was ridiculous <laughs> so all right um this one is a little bit cliche but always a fun one to ask if you could go back in time and change one thing like relating to your life would you do it what would it be and why oh i already have Ooh, something yeah. off the top of my head <laughs> um well 
Yeah, I'm always torn on this. So I would love to say that I would change uh, having to grow up in a fanatically religious household. Um, but then also having that background has given me a pretty good insight into how those people, like especially the religious right in this country thinks, and right. why they think the way they do. Um, so it's actually come in handy quite a few times when religious people will try to argue with me. Um, so I would think, I think I would take not having that trauma instead of the experience though. It, I mean, to be honest, that, that has been like the one great struggle of my life. It took me a lot of time to deprogram myself and then not only that, but then work on the terrible anxiety disorder that that home environment gave me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm not kidding. I mean, when I tell people about my life growing up in the church, I think most Americans experience with church, like your mainstream average American, like it's very much like, oh, we just went on Sunday and we had Bible study and we sang some fun songs and blah, blah. Maybe my parents didn't let me date till I was 18 type of deal. Like, that, yeah, no, I, that I went pales to a Catholic in school. comparison. Yeah, like I, I'm not gonna say it's you know anywhere equivalent to you, but like I went to a Catholic school. I I know a little bit about how wackadoo shit can get. And I mean, the Catholic Church that you see today, like the Catholic school you would have went to, is nothing. It pales in comparison to what Catholicism actually used to be like, especially the branch of Catholicism that my parents adhere to it is very oh yeah uh, I, I, yeah <laughs> I, I remember some of the stories yeah <laughs> and I, I think you and i have actually talked like our our childhoods were like cut like not the same but like parallel mm -hmm. and like it's yay similarities <laughs> yeah because i don't think people really understand you know unless they've been through it like what you know religious like strict religious indoctrination really does to you because even after i decided when i was younger like as a teen like god probably is not real even after i got rid of those thoughts from my head unlearning like all these weird um thought patterns and behaviors that i now realize came from that upbringing that took forever that took forever right. like, I like I'll, I'll say like the the byproduct of my upbringing i am definitely turning into my dad but all of the good qualities. Oh, that's him. good. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my mom thinks it's like the biggest insult to say, you're just like your father. That throwback to fucking Ed Kemper episode. Like, uh, you're just yep. like your father. And <laughs> Clarinelle. <But> like, <laughs> like Ed, dear God, why am I gay? It's me, Ed. <laughs> yeah. But no, like I, I take it as a compliment at this point because like I made a conscious decision to like it, it things in my head finally clicked and i'm i'm turning into a better version of him so suck it mom <laughs> <laughs> um all right so as far as like going back in time i ponder this one constantly because there was it, it, like this was the crucial turning point in my life um back in 2012 I would love to say that I'd go back and change it in a heartbeat, but I, I truly wonder if I did do exactly that, would I have developed into the person that I am now? Like that, that singular event gave me the work ethic I have, gave me the outlook on life that I have, gave me like just a, a number of 
beneficial qualities. As did my dad. Thanks. So, but thanks, pops. <laughs> Shelby has daddy issues. Oh, don't we all? Um, yeah, like I mean, uh, you know, again, would I have turned into the person I am today? I honestly don't know. Um, in in terms of like my health situation, I I I think I would absolutely go back and tell younger me that like just a little bit of running and working out and pushing through like the pain and thinking you're gonna die because looking back, my asthma really has never been that bad. It really wasn't. I was just a little bitch. That's <laughs> All it comes down to, like, just just run, dude. Because if you run, your asthma is gonna disappear. Like, that. Yeah, that's all I got. Plus, I was on growth hormones for a while because my body wasn't making them. And if I was like working out during that time, I'd be fucking stacked. <laughs> I might even be six foot tall too if I didn't decide to stop doing them because it got up to fucking ten shots a goddamn day. Ooh. Yeah, like it was, it was intense. <laughs> a lot for a young human to handle yeah i bet all right what do you got next uh oh what's the meanest thing you've ever done to someone to get back at them (sighs) okay so this is the part where we find out that around that crucial turning point event in my life i was a real fucking scumbag no This isn't the absolute meanest thing, but it's definitely on the list of top 10 for many reasons I cannot and will not say in any public forum the absolute meanest thing I've ever done. Yeah, I can't say mine either because if, yeah, if, if know you, who it is. Like, if, if Charlie would like to know, we can talk about it off air. <laughs> um, I do still feel really bad about it to this day um, because, again, this was 100% scumbag me from years ago. So it was about six or seven years ago, a friend of mine needed to go up to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and said that she knew some people um, that could help me out with some stuff. So I was like, oh, like fucking awesome. I got you on a ride there. I can pick you up and bring you back like the next day or like the day after, you know, all that. Um, So we get up there and, you know, we we meet up with these people and she swears up and down that like they're they're good people. you know, they, they can help me out. They're trustworthy. But uh, one of the guys ended up stealing, like, a very significant amount of money from me. Um, and her and I tried tooth and nail. Like, we talked to everybody she knew. They were trying to help us track him down. Nobody could find him. And I 100%, if I found this guy, I would have 100%, not a shred of doubt in my mind, I would have beat the living shit out of him. <laughs> like... I would have wrecked, I would have donkey kicked his fucking teeth in to his, like, into the back of his skull. Like, it was, dude, it was like 600 bucks. Oh, shit. That was a lot of money for me at the time. That's a lot of money, Um, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyways, I end up dropping her off after searching for this guy for hours. Um, I went speeding home in a blizzard. I almost crashed and flipped my car several times on the highway. Um, I ended up not going to the event that I was trying to go to 
and I completely ignored her for like a month after the fact. And wow. I 100% abandoned her in Fond du Lac. Um, obviously, this was not her fault whatsoever. No. But I was young and dumb and angry. And to the friend that this is about, I'm sorry. I'm still sorry. I will forever apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, All right. What do you got? Um. Well, this is definitely not the worst thing, but we can talk about the worst things at another time. Uh, I can think of something like super creepy and not so nice that I did, though. Uh, and just FYI, anybody who's listening to this, I'm really not like a psychopath. <laughs> That's debatable. It was just Halloween time. And if there's anything you want to know about me, it is that I hate people who are rude. I especially hate rude drivers who then get Oh, you rude. are going to... You are going to love rude. one of the gifts I got you. But then these people, not only do they do something rude and potentially very dangerous to you in traffic, then they have the gall, the absolute gall, to then get rude with you about it. Like, okay, so anyway. Those people can get fucked. Well, that, that was essentially my state of mind on this particular day. Uh, so it was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was October, like Halloween time. Uh, so I got cut off driving through a neighborhood one day. Um... And the dude had the nerve to flick me off when I honked at him. Like, basically, and I was honking at him like, dude, I'm, like, right here. Did you not see me? Like, pay attention. I wasn't even trying right. to, like, be a bitch about it. Um, but he, he flicks me off, uh, you know, because I honked. And then that idiot, he made the mistake of turning into his driveway while Ooh. I was still on the road watching you're, him. You're like me in that respect. Like, I got you now, motherfucker. Right. So, you know, I made mental note because he wasn't far from me. And I came back later once it was dark with an uncarved pumpkin that I had stuck a knife in and I left it on his front porch. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I hope <laughs> this is before ring doorbell time. So I could never get away with this shit now, but I got away with it that time. And I just really hope that he left his house quite nervously for a while after that i'm getting mad serial killer vibes <laughs> from you right now dude like see this is what i do though when i get back at people i will never i mean i can't think of a time but like i'm not gonna harm you physically i'm not gonna have you know send people to come beat you up i'm not gonna fuck with your money or your job i will just scare the hell out of you and you probably won't know who did it which will make it even scarier <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we definitely need to get into a prank war because I I will I will give you money if you can put like genuine paranoia into my mind. <laughs> but see, knowing this about me, it it probably wouldn't be that scary because you would have already a pretty good idea of who was doing it to you. That's fair. I I also think there's a good chance I would forget because my, my I have a steel trap memory like years after the fact. Yeah. I'll, I'll look back on it like two decades later and be like, motherfucker, that's who it was. Like, what are you talking about? There was a, a fucking dead squirrel with a goddamn like six heroin needles sticking out of it. <laughs> it was fucking Charlie. Oh, that comes around to a previously asked question. Something you'd really like to accomplish. I would love, you know, you know me. I never want to go viral. I don't want people like know me and have me be memes and stuff like that. But something I would absolutely love is to one day end up on the news 
not oh jesus not not <laughs> like i don't want people knowing it was me but i would love for what i did to end up on the news like for doing something really creepy and people couldn't figure out why like i remember a couple years ago there was uh this news story going around of these like random antique dolls that were showing up on people's front porches and no one knew why no one knew where they were coming from it was just scaring the fuck out of them and it ended up on the news and that's something i would like to accomplish at some point in my life something like that <laughs> i i know a few people that have done very similar things i don't remember if they ever made news though <laughs> so that's a good one yeah all right next question oh my god this is going on for like two hours <laughs> it's okay it's okay um all right what's a weird habit or fear that you had as a child oh i was deathly afraid of hair what yeah what? yep i have no idea where it came from could not tell you but like perfect example if i saw a random hair floating in the bathtub when i was in it i would literally start screaming trying to get away from it and i would say <laughs> i i literally would scream that the strings i didn't even call them hair like if it wasn't <laughs> yeah if it wasn't attached to the body anymore it was strings and the strings were coming to get me i was terrified of it that's honestly kind of adorable <laughs> i don't know where i don't know where that came from like no one ever scared me with hair or anything like that it was just a weird thing i concocted in my brain <laughs> But I so, hate body uh, hair to this day, so <laughs> probably something that, to do with it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is something I still carry with me to this day, and I know I'm like I'm extremely logical and left brain. I know there is zero like logic or rationale behind this, but I am fucking terrified of swimming in a pool by myself because. Every time I go underwater and my eyes are closed, because I'm not one of those people that swims with their eyes open. Same. Close my eyes. There's a shark in that pool immediately. There is immediately a shark and it is coming to eat me. <laughs> How incredibly irrational of you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, ob obviously there is less than zero chance of this. But no, like something about any like large amount of water with no other like inhabitants like i can't go underwater because i start to panic after like five seconds <laughs> what like there's the hell? I, I came i actually came across a meme on facebook like a year ago somebody shared it like repost if this is one of your fears and it was just a picture of a shark in a pool <laughs> i think that's kind of a common fear though you're not the only person i've ever heard say that like sharks are just something they're afraid of for really no reason whatsoever like, even if there's yeah, no like, chance I, of a shark being there. I actually, I had a mild panic attack last time I was down in the Keys because uh, I went boating in the Gulf. Hmm. Um, or, I, like, tubing. Yeah. So, like, I was on the tube and, like, I was I was holding on for a good, like, 20 minutes. And then I just got fucking, like, launched by, like, the, the wake of all the boats going mm -hmm. by. And for the two minutes that I was waiting for them to circle around, I was just frozen. Like, where the fuck, where something's gonna get me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think there are sharks in the Gulf. I I don't know. I mean, see, but that, that I almost would get. Like, I think that oceans, like um, the warm ones are pretty scary. I've never, oh no, I went to La Jolla Beach in California once, but I didn't go in the water. Um, 
I think yeah, just those... like any any body of water that I'm by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I can. So if see there's that. other people, like they might get eaten first. I don't have got time to escape. Where <laughs> you could push them into the sharks <laughs> while you swim to shore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, those are interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. I oh, think... I was also afraid of like very afraid of Canadians for like three days. What? Okay. So, quick side story. When I was like eight, maybe, um, my family went up to Canada. And, you know, I'm eight, so I don't know, like, technical scientific words for things. We're in the hotel room, and I was, like, trying to, like, go out in the hallway and run around and, like, go get ice from the ice machine and snacks from the vending machine. Mm -hmm. My dad looks at me. He's like, I'd be careful if I were you. And, I, like, from my parents retelling, I just froze. I'm like, why? And he's like, there's Canadians out there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? What? And he's like, yeah, and they'll point their pupils at you. What? <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm eight years old. I'm scared shitless at this point. And uh, and he's like, yeah, so they're, they'll point their pupils at you. And they got follicles all over. Fear the Canadians and their overwhelming <laughs> friendliness. <laughs> so apparently the next morning when we went out for breakfast i told the waitress to watch out for the canadians because they'll point oh their pupils at you and they got follicles all over. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense <laughs> oh, okay all right we are so far on time but last question yeah yeah i think this is the last one we're I still under two hours though so it's okay how would your friends describe you Oof. Okay. Um, so for one, of, I, I had to do a career development class. So I'm going to get like, I'm going to give like stream of consciousness answers. And then while I'm doing that, I'm going to look up like that assignment because I had to do exactly that. Like, how would your friends, coworkers and family describe you? So off the top of my head, like you said, absolutely enigmatic. I'm spastic. I'm neurotic. I'm a little bit weird and awkward, but, um, I, I don't know. I think like awkward and weird is like charm nowadays, but don't be the bad kind of weird. Like someone I know, he's just, don't be the creepy weird. So from the assignment that I did, um, like I said, I had asked family, friends, coworkers to describe me and for my coworkers, they said intelligent, critical thinker, solution-driven, intuitive, creative, hardworking, energetic, decisive, and friendly. Those are Ego good qualities. Boost. Ego boost. Thank you. Um, from peers and friends, I got motivated, caring, genuine, intentional, determined, cunning, adaptive, resilient, loyal, strong-willed, relentless, self-disciplined, dedicated. Um, and then my best friend said that I'm intangible, which didn't really make sense. But... Boy, your friends are a bunch of fucking liars. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you off air. Okay. Um, and then from family, um, I got kind of similar to coworkers, like hardworking, hardheaded, forward thinker, analytical, independent, underestimated, um, vindictive. <laughs> yeah, not gonna argue that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh. What do you got? Um, I would probably get intense um yeah i could see that i did want to say complex without sounding very egotistical but i don't mean complex 
in an egotistical way, kind of just more like uh Yeah, you're you're a little mysterious. Yeah, people aren't quite sure how to take me sometimes. I I often <laughs> I often get that famous line from women and men. Oh, when I first met you, I thought you were gonna be such a bitch, but you're actually really nice. And I'm like, Yeah, it's because I'm not gonna be super friendly with you if like I'm never gonna see you again. Like I will be polite. I'll be polite and that's right, the end right. of it. Um I've gotten brooding quite a bit before. <laughs> so that's probably so, where okay. the intense comes in. <laughs> <laughs> like I know the word, but like I don't know really the definite like what is brooding. Brooding as far as like I've always thought it meant was like uh someone who kinda I don't wanna say sulky, but like kind of melancholy and kind of stuck in their head sort of person. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I think that's what it means, at least. That's that's the word I'll, I'll I've been given. I'll try to Google it real quick. Um, but then I also get told that Ooh. I'm silly and I can be... Showing deep unhappiness of thought. Yeah, that's what perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I've also been told I am quite silly and funny when I let my guard oh, down. Oh yeah, you are without a doubt one silly bitch. Yeah, I, I, I know, I can be. <laughs> so yeah, that, um, that's all I got. All right, so actually I, I do want to do a follow-up. Since we asked how would our friends or others describe us, how would you describe me to someone that you've not met? Or so, to, I'm sorry, so not to someone you've not, <laughs> To someone who's not met me. Oh, um, I probably would tell them that you're going to come off as uh, awkward first off when they first meet you. I, I definitely thought you were going to go moronic. So. No, not at all. <laughs> no, probably a little bit awkward, uh, probably pretty standoffish. Um, but to just take that as you are not yet uh, comfortable in the room. And that once you start talking with people and mingling a bit, that uh, you're just pretty normal, funny dude, honestly. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's really all I need to do is, like, find my in to the conversation. And then it's like, boom, cocoon. Because you, you do. Wings you will, spread. You will come into a room and you just have this, like, very blank, like, mm, look on your face. Like, you're very, oh, I know. I like, know. You're very um, disinterested. That's how you come off. Like you're very disinterested in the people in the room and what's going on. And then you kind of look like you don't really want to be there. And maybe you smell something kind of bad. <laughs> but then you know. I can tell you exactly what that is. So I'm an ambivert. So going into any situation, um, I'm introverted first. I people watch. I'm analyzing. I'm like, I'm basically trying to find my way to fit in. Yeah. And then once I find that, you know, I'm like fucking like the Terminator, like scanning, scanning, scanning. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I find my in and it's like, boom, cocoon shed, wings spread, butterfly. I mean, and I think that's pretty typical of a lot of people, too. So it's not even like a bad assessment. It's probably better right. to be that right, way yeah, than like come a... barreling in like the Kool-Aid man. Like, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, um, so Doc Phil hates it, too, He because... Um, when I'm like sitting there, like really trying to focus on what he's saying, mm. he says I'm just staring at him with these dead shark eyes. Yeah, you like, do. I know, like I can, I can see exactly mm -hmm. what my face looks like yep. when I'm doing it. I know exactly. 
Yeah. So that's the yeah. worst when you're very, I'm that, I'm that same way too. I'm very cognizant of what my face is doing. Oh yeah. But I can't help it. And that's the worst. Like, Oh my God, they are thinking I am like such a cunt right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'd, I've definitely had to make a conscious effort to say like, change your face, change your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Definitely hard. All right. So this is the part that I put in my notepad. Oh. I didn't want you to happen to see it before. <laughs> so, <clears throat> as far as describing you, a little bit of, which, it, like, it's kind of funny because I made a comment not too long ago that it's like I'm getting to know you for the first time again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my fault. It's fine. Um, so, a little bit from years ago combined with stuff now. Um, Definitely no nonsense, but just just a little bit of no, of nonsense. Like, <laughs> it's fair. Um, I mean, like everybody's got to have fun, and you know everybody has their moments. There's, I'm I'm probably one of the most pro nonsense people. Many of my friend circles know, but mm -hmm. I have my moments of like, no, shut the fuck up. We got to get shit done. Like, no nonsense. Like, let's do it. Sorry, I was trying to say something, but I lost my train of thought. Um, this one, like, might sound just a tiny bit pretentious. Like, I, I couldn't really figure out how to word it in a manner that isn't... Pretentious? Like, that isn't pretentious. <laughs> um, I wholeheartedly consider you, without a doubt, to be one of my intellectual equals. Oh. I'm flattered. Um, Ah, <laughs> like there's head on the back. I love, I love, <laughs> do, do the hair flip. <laughs> I have actually, no, how, I can't. Your, your hair's like down to here. You, that shit got long. My hair is all the way past like my bra strap. I'm in on my back. Like it is fully made it to halfway down my back. It's got to go down my butt though. I told awesome. I always tell my so hairstylist. You wanted to keep it like shoulder length before, I think. I did. And then I realized that was just me trying to be as um, unfeminine as possible. And then I realized, <laughs> no, seriously, like I have had this horrible thing where like I have not wanted to be feminine for most of my life or be perceived that way at all. Because growing up in my household, like women were so obviously like second class citizens according right, to my right. parents so i was just like well i don't even want to be seen that way then i'm going to be as masculine yeah. as possible and then i grew, grew older i'm like what a bunch of bullshit <laughs> yeah dude flaunt your femininity like there's a reason it exists <laughs> right so i always tell my stylists when they're like okay so how much are we taking off and i'm like i want stripper hair like it's, oh my god <laughs> i want i want hair down to my butt crack so please don't take too much off <laughs> But yeah, totally off topic. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make a sound bite of that. I want hair down to my butt crack. I do. I want it to be like a horse's mane. So just a push. Fantastic. Definitely go beat a motherfucker with your hair. Just like, whoops. I whip my hair back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. I whip my hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, like the, the whole intellectual equal thing, like... I love all of my friends. Many of my friends are remarkably intelligent. 
but it's like it's it's difficult to have some of the conversations that I want to have with them because they're not on that level. Mm. You are. Yay. And you like I don't want to say you call me on my bullshit. You you open the door to angles and perspectives that you know as as hard as I try to get as many perspectives as possible. I'm not omniscient and you're like, "Hey, hey, hey dickhead. Um did you consider this? <laughs> um, where was I? Um, you were absolutely caring and compassionate, um, which is something I didn't notice until pretty recently. You're, uh, there, there's some things you've put up that I was like, damn, you go. Good job. Proud of you. <laughs> um this one's kind of funny. You are a little bit mean. Oh, yeah. But but not necessarily in a malicious way. <laughs> it's like when we were talking earlier and I texted you like, are we perpetuating toxic behavior? And you're like, yep, absolutely. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> now I feel bad. You put so much thought into this question, but I didn't even. That's fine. I didn't That's see fine. this. I, until... I totally cheated. It's cool. It's okay. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Da, da, da. You are, you're, de- you're respectful. You're straightforward. You're definitely funny. Like I'm, I'm like bad at describing people without like the, the cliche assignations and all that shit. Like, um, <clears throat> I will say, and Phil will agree with me on this one. One of the biggest statements I have ever made in regard to you is that I respect you. I don't respect a lot of people. I would say the same to you. I, I really, I really don't. I just, I like. You don't have to. No, you don't have to. I, and this is something I wholeheartedly believe in. I believe in being kind to everybody. I am kind and I will be polite as long as you deserve it. Respect though. I do not respect most people at all. Right. Like there's, I, I still haven't been able to like pinpoint, um, and I haven't been able to articulate what qualities about any given person makes me respect them. Cause like I respect my dad, but you know, growing up, you know, and even Phil would say he's a piece of shit with everything that happened, yeah. but I still respect him. Like I respect you. I have respect for Phil. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I don't think you should have to respect everybody though. Like, I don't think that should be a default setting whatsoever, because if you have respect for everybody, then there's really no, um, uh, what's, what's the thing I'm trying to say? There's like no, uh, like differentiation. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I'll have to come back to that. There's like a way for me to describe that and it's not hitting my brain right now. But yeah, be be kind and be polite to everybody and treat them right. as human beings. And I think that's as far as Unless it goes. they hold different opinions than you, then, you know, dox right. them, destroy their livelihood, destroy their home. Yes. Call them racist, Nazi, Definitely. homophobic bigots. <laughs> Definitely. I respect people the most when they, um, one, have like a good work ethic. I hate lazy people. And I mean that in all the ways, like, I don't just mean their job. I mean, are they lazy in their personal life? Are they, do they not choose good friends? Do they have like really quick? There is a difference between taking a break and being lazy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, I, I'm just not in saying case like anybody's like jumping, like knee jerk reacting, like rah, rah, rah. no, I, I'm not saying that you should be like some type A, you know, pedal to the metal person. I'm not saying that at all. But people are very mentally lazy, lazy, horribly lazy. Yeah, yeah like and I, and also I do not respect people who um, cannot process things in a rational way. That is not to downplay emotions. I think a healthy emotional life is, you know, extremely necessary to yes. being a human. Um, but people will let their emotions take control over their decisions to the point where it is disastrous for them and everybody around them. And they are in a constant, right. I do not respect people who are in a constant state of turmoil. Like if someone's life is I, nothing I but drama that's... all the time, I do not want anything to do with you. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'm, as much as I love my, I, I don't think eclectic is the right word, like my calamitous life, it's it's calamitous, but there's no drama. There's just yeah. a lot happening because that's just the, like the type of person I am. Yeah, same. Like any, most of any drama that ever comes to me is usually because of someone else, like, and I will get pulled into their current bad life situation. Normally, because right. I always think of myself as like, I always wonder, like, why do these people who have all these problems always somehow make it to my doorstep? My mom has always said, like, I pick up stray cats and dogs. Like, she's, she always says, I'm just like my dad in that way. But I always, like, figure it's because I'm like this buoy on their ocean of turmoil that is always there and somehow manages to stay afloat. And they just, like, they're, they're reaching for that you know there's like right. one person there, in their life that they can latch on to for that there's something about the objective analytical logical approach that's just like a fucking magnet to people mm -hmm. and like i i never ever mind helping my friends out with stuff but I'm, they have to put in some work me. well i mean there's that but you're never gonna find me like starting drama at least yeah. at this point in my life. Right. Unless it's like dumb shit, like the, the whole Boba tea incident. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> or people who constantly have, um, who constantly make really bad relationship choices. Everybody's got some. And I think that's a part of growing up is making a few bad relationship choices. But it's like every single person that this person in general dates you know, causes like their whole life to be upended and it's always a psychotic mess. That's something to be said about you then. And right. Right. I really... like, yeah. Like I, I, so I like, obviously I differ from you in this. Like I have no ill will toward any of my exes period. And I hate the people that go around and constantly talk about like, Oh, good luck to the next person that dates my ex. Like, good luck with that. Like, that just makes you look stupid mm -hmm. because you chose them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, the fuck's the matter with you? And sometimes, depending on personalities, you, like, you may personally be at fault there. Like, there may have been something about you that brought out shitty parts of that person's personality. Now, I'm not saying, like, abusive shit, but just, like, right, in right, general, right. not working well together. Like, yeah, like, if you're you causing too. your partner more stress, mm -hmm. like, more distress than you stress, you're going to bring out bad aspects of their personality and character. Right. Yep. It's, like... Everybody loves to think that they're perfect, and they never did any wrong in every relationship they ever had, and it's oh like, Oh, God, eh, don't even get me started nah, on you personal probably accountability. Did. Yeah, that's another one. Personal accountability. <laughs> it just, I, 
Most people do not take any, and I have zero respect for it. <laughs> yeah. Just own up when you're wrong. That's it. That's all right. you got to do. That's like, like, and that's one of the, you know what? That's my number one personality trait. I like if I fuck something up, I am I'm ready to admit it, but I also want to do it on my own time. Specifically speaking, with the embarrassment thing of recording, uh, but like yeah. at work, if I fuck something up, I'll immediately go to my supervisor and be like, "Hey, we gotta fix this. I don't know if it's." And you know what or... <laughs> though? Just because I myself am, you know, a boss to a team of people. Yes, I... bitch. <laughs> but seriously though, I hate that word boss, but I hate the word leader even more because it just sounds so pretentious, but they call us leaders at work. I, I, yeah, I just go with supervisor. Yeah, that works. Supervisor there, perfect. Uh, because I am part of management in a supervisory role, I always respect my team members who come to me and like, you know what? I think I fucked this up because now I can take some action to help them fix it instead of them not saying anything. And then months down the road, when it's become a huge problem, now right, I find right. out about it and I find out you lied to me by omission. Now you're getting in trouble. Corrective action plan. You're fired. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm still waiting. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you heard or anything. Um, on Monday I had four NCRs filed against me no. in five hours. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that kappa to come through. And the best part, I am two weeks away from my yearly review. This I I did so good all year. Yeah, I know we're both in like the QA world, but we're in like vastly different realms of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm surprised you guys don't have NCRs. We don't have so we don't work with stuff like that though. We don't have like suppliers and things like we're checking coding. Well, right. Like I like. In, in terms of coding, like if coding doesn't work, because in like on, on the chemical side of my department, so I'm QA, they're QC. Um, if like a, a chemical isn't mixed properly or something, it'll get an NCR. So I would only assume like if the coding isn't done properly, you do an NCR, you figure out the solution and then you, you know, you file the NCR, you implement the solution and then you move on. Oh, yeah. We call those impact analysis. OK, yeah same thing <laughs> yep there's a coding defect and now an impact analysis has to be done and uh yeah depending on how bad it was then we don't meet our performance guarantee or our pgs and we owe probably millions of dollars so it's great <laughs> oh shit yeah it, it yeah but uh all right so let's wrap up recording yeah um, i got shit. i got two 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 more traits for you um I, I think I said one of them already, but you are dependable, which is a lot more than I can say f compared to a certain someone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to be. Um, I'm bad with the outlines, but it's fine. It's OK. Like like I said, I am fine doing 95 percent of the work because this is something that I'm trying to build. Yeah. Um, and again, just going to, you know, build you up a little bit. Dude, you're wicked intelligent. Own it. Just just believe it. <laughs> Fucking believe it. We've had that conversation about like something that worries us. Inadequacy, 100%. You're smart. I'm smart. We both know it. We both need to accept it. <laughs> well, thank you. We need to get everybody else to accept it, too. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> Sometimes I do wish I was showing my face, too, because some of these faces are stellar, <laughs> like really top notch. <laughs> I mean, OK, so. All right, everybody. Well, 
apologies that this ran for so fucking long, but this this was a really fun episode. It it really was. Yes, it was. Um, you can find the show um, on Facebook. Look up Cite Your Sources. Um, we have a page. Uh, I do my best to update it as much as possible with upcoming episodes. I'm going to try to get into like posting little blurbs and this, that, and the other thing. Um, the show is on Instagram and Twitter. They're still not very active. I'm, I'm working on that. You know, I just I don't know really what to post outside of, hey, a new episode's out. So the handle for those is CYS Podcast. Um, you can find me on Insta- on Instagram, uh, Shelbatron underscore one. So S H E L B A T R O N underscore O N E. Um, if you'd like to email the show with any corrections, suggestions, or just I mean, tell us we're doing good or bad, doesn't matter. I'm gonna be the one reading them, so you're gonna get a sassy, smartass remark. Um, Cyspod at gmail dot com. Oh, and I have another show called Politically Askew. I talk politics with my friends. Go check that out. Anything you want to add? Nope. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yay!